0: made it episode 71 the good the bad and the ugly galactic water cooler friday april 9th 2021 i am your host kaizen and uh it's friday night and we're gonna party with us as always is my xo and main man roy say hi roy happy friday everyone glad you're with us absolutely and we got our tactical officers Tweet74. Say hi, Tweet.
1: Hello, everybody, and hey, guys. I think you locked the door on the cold I can't get out, and it smells kind of weird in here.
0: Yeah, well, enjoy your Michael Collins moment. <sighs> and in the control booth, we've got Control Adon. Say hi. Hello, everyone. Hope you're having an awesome night. Absolutely. All right, so let's get right to this. Um, first off, right off the bat, I want to go ahead and give a huge salute and... Uh, uh, a uh, shout out to Roy for hosting last week. He did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. So we're going to, we got a lot of great feedback. People love that. I've talked to Roy and we're going to see if we can talk him into hosting every once in a while, maybe every other one or once a month or pretty much as much as he'd like to, because I enjoyed it. It was relaxing. Absolutely. So uh, let's hit the opening and closing song. The opening song is the way you make me feel by scary pockets with Therese curatolo she's got such a lovely voice and the closing song has a tie-in to part of our discussion later and it's i can't go for that by Silo green and daryl hall the uh, cover art this week was bullet hell and that is a artifact of the fact that uh when you fire off the gun in uh you know at a settlement or whatever in odyssey alpha Uh, The bullet holes stay there. They're persistent. They stay there until you sort of leave the instance. So somebody uh, took the opportunity to make some art, and I thoroughly approve, uh, and also the sentiment. All right, so tonight we'll be covering news from this week in the live build of Elite as well as community news. We'll show you the first sneak peek at a new SRV, plasma weapons, and the plant gun gameplay. We'll be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of Odyssey Alpha, and we'll be talking about how you can win 5 billion credits, all this and more, so stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and
2: would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash eliteweek, and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash eliteweek. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash eliteweek.
1: For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com.
2: Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week discord where you can check out or contribute to community feedback resources on turning the wheel and real-time updates about elite from a variety of content creators in addition to the discord community feedback channel feel free to write in our youtube comments anything about the topic of the week as well as anything else you'd like to share we'd love to hear from you also if you're enjoying the show on youtube please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell it really helps us out on twitch a follow would be much appreciated if you're on twitter Feel free to follow at Elite Week 3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news.
1: We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC. So come and join in on the fun.
2: If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into.
1: We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show.
0: It's the Dark Wheel Update. All right, so let's jump right into the Dark Wheel Update. First off, I got to give a huge shout out to the Black Sky Legion. That's the official squadron of the Dark Wheel Initiative. Uh, that's BSL1 on the PC, Black Sky Legion. Come join us and have some fun. So where are we at with this? We completed successfully uh, phase one goal test of Soul. We were right next to Soul, and we jumped past Soul by a good bit and landed in eighty-six Mu Hercules. So that confirms once and for all that the Dark Wheel cannot move into Soul. That seventh slot that's sitting there empty, don't know what it's for, but it's not for the Dark Wheel, at least not yet. So at this point. I think we kind of have to assume that that's set aside for some future content on Frontier's part and that when they want us to do something with it, they'll tell us. When we jumped into Moog Hercules, we came 2-0 on the Invasion. Uh, uh, we're 2-0 now on the Invasion War and we're expected to sweep it on Sunday, 4-0. So uh, we're, we're working that and we're uh, you know going to keep on going with this. I want to make a brief comment on expectations a lot of people have said like hey i didn't see um anything happen with this i'm mad why did frontier not do something why did this why did that i just want to say up front we weren't guaranteed of anything on this you know on this test um we have expanded we've done our best to to do a, a big thing and to do it well and part of what we wanted to do here was to demonstrate to frontier that There's a lot of their players for which the story and lore and narrative are important and specifically the mysteries of Raxla and the dark wheel uh, are important. And I think we've done a good job of demonstrating that now we're moving on to, you know, securing our footing in Mule Hercules, and we're going to look to in the not too distant future, uh, uh, go deal with the next phase, which is LFT 509. Uh, i want to give a huge shout out and thank you to all of the people that worked so hard to make this happen and make it such a great success and also i want to give a shout out to the burr pit who just today in which space news dropped a shout out to us and a salute for our successful completion of this phase of the mission um i will say i feel of all of the the targets that we've taken i feel the most hopeful that uh lft 509 would be a you know a a thing and and would be where something happens if anything so i'm excited for what's to come and um as far as again expectations i would say that you know nothing is owed to us but i think that frontier should would probably i would hope would be savvy enough to look at the fact that thousands of their players have engaged in an activity um, over, uh, you know, a year. And I would hope that they would in some way uh, address that in some way respond or acknowledge that work and acknowledge the fact that back at a time when there wasn't anything going on in the Galaxy a year ago, there was no Galnet, there was no CGs, everything was on hold. We were keeping it going, and their players were grinding away at it to show, you know, their support and to show their their activity with the game. I just hope that uh, Frontier acknowledges that. Nothing is owed here, but uh, one can hope. So, yeah, that's what's happening. And now let's move on to, I've broken up tonight's uh, uh, current stuff into a couple of categories, and the first is comedy. We're going to start with a video by uh, Spatula7, Elite Dangus Space Court. It's a 20-minute long video, 21-minute long video, and it is hilarious. We had Spatula on, you know, the other week, and and he was such a great guest, and it was a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal time, and he makes such great videos. I'm not going to spoil anything. You've got to go see this. I will give you the slightest of spoiler alerts and say that there is some involvement of the Dark Wheel mystery in that so go check it out a link is in the show notes also speaking of comedy i've got a pair of videos here by burger ant is elite dangerous for gamer dads a phenomenal interview with an awesome content creator and earlier in the week valkyrie an assassination plot cover-up uh that video is maybe one of the funniest things i've seen in a long long time so uh both of those are in the show notes we love Burger Ant. Go and check those out. We also have a video from Boone Labs, uh, a new channel that is uh, putting out. It's specifically a subgroup within the Burr Pit uh, group that uh, I think Primetime Casual pretty much is is heading up, or is at least one of the spokespeople for it. And uh, it's Odyssey trying out the hoverboards, aka they're trying to ride on foot. They're trying to surf on skimmers. Two minute long video hilarious awesome content check it out while you're there hit that subscribe button on the boon labs you want to see what they're showing also again from the burp Pit, peter the sleeper tribute conga event this one has made the rounds you've seen it everywhere frontier showed it off lave showed it off everybody showed it off because it's awesome very cool song by uh like a, a, a bespoke song made by tokoso to go for it and they did a hilarious uh, little tribute video to Peter the Sleeper, the guy who's famous for sleeping on that one bench. It's the kid from Powder. He He's really sleepy for some reason. The little bald, pale kid. Uh, next up, and this is really, really funny. Go ahead and throw up the uh, picture control. Uh, there's a weird Odyssey glitch that is just happening. This is hot off the presses. Um... People are intermittently falling through the floor in the elevator and ending up falling right out of the station and out into space. Look, this is Alpha. It's a bug. It's not something to get overly upset about. It'll get fixed, of course. But in the meantime, let's take a moment to enjoy this picture and salute the brave men and women, those fine elite commanders who are the first ever to EVA an elite. Salute. Sláinte. All right. Now let's move on to some general uh, news. I teased you right up front with you can win 5 billion credits. I'm not going to make you wait. Here's what it's all about. There's a 5 billion credit giveaway to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Fleet Carrier Owners Discord. They are giving away 5 billion credits to one lucky winner. Applicants must not own a fleet carrier or have the money to have a fleet carrier already. So this is basically for... All of those people out there that are like, man, I wish I had a fleet carrier, but oof, that's a lot of money and I'm not, I don't feel like grinding. And I know there's a lot of people in that boat. The cutoff for entries is 7 a.m. UTC GMT on Thursday, 15th of April, 2021. And the prize winner will be posted in the announcements channel on Sunday, the 18th of April, 2021. Um, and then it says, Please see the Carrier Giveaway Rules channel for details. I have a link in the show notes to the Fleet Carrier Owners Discord. Go sign up and get yourself 5 billion credits and get a fleet carrier and have some fun with that. All right. And next, I want to hit the Burr Pit News, which Space News dropped as of today. They talk all about phase two of the Alpha, the Atom Master Awakens, and turning the wheel. Uh, It's phenomenal stuff in there. The Burp Pit, as always, are fantastic. But um, this week they outdid themselves. And that's not just my opinion. David Braben about, oh, I don't know, an hour ago, tweeted that it was a fantastic video. So it got that David Braben seal of approval. Uh, Roy?
2: I was amazed at the visuals they were catching of the the CZs, the on-foot CZs. I mean, they've always got phenomenal, phenomenal cam- camera work with Rini, and this time it was really awesome as well. So, if you haven't, if you don't have access to the Alpha or you haven't seen these CZs or you just want to check it out, they've got a lot of that interspersed in their video, and it's really
0: cool. Right on. Next up, um, why don't you go ahead, Control, and pull up the video for this the SRV leak? while I explain it I'm going to go ahead and uh, and and just keep it on a loop while I talk through it. Yamix put out a video about SRV leaks. He recently published a video with all manner of leaks information and a lot of it was sort of fairly public. It was the stuff that we, you know, was circulated on Reddit and we mentioned it um sort of last week ob- obliquely uh on the show. <clears throat> He's also has captured footage of one of the three new types of SRVs, the Scorpion The other two being named the MEV Rhino and the srv mark 2 configuration in addition to the current srv which is labeled in the computer code as default buggy now um while these leaks are always brought to me beforehand uh, it's long before i see yamix post them i always get these the, the people bring hey this hey there's this hey, there's that and i never like officially comment on on the show i always look i'll be honest i look because i'm nosy but i don't actually talk about it on the show and i don't promote it i don't show the videos i don't whatever but the fact of the matter is is another content creator has already made this public has posted the video and it's a situation that now it's public knowledge and it's uh, you know it's it's for every content creator to comment on and to to you know look into and to discuss so at this point i don't i no longer consider this like a private link that was brought to me this is public information to be commented on so uh, I talked to the guy who always brings me stuff, and I said, hey, man, how come you didn't bring me this? This uh, this was interesting. I never saw this. And his comment was kind of interesting as well. He said that um, it's either a fake or it came from the Russians, and apparently they have some methods that they use to access information uh, that include steps that he is not willing to take. So basically what he does is like surface level skimming of like stuff. That's just there in the code and easily accessible to be seen. Apparently they do some other thing that is quasi, I don't know something else. And it's just, it's, he's like, yeah, that's, I'm not interested in doing that. That's not kosher. So, okay. Um, I'm definitely not engaging in digging through frontiers. You know dirty laundry but i will for sure comment on a uh community involved uh video that's out there for people to see and I, I find that that video is interesting i don't know if it's fake i spent a lot of time looking at the rocks and the scenery and like well, oh, is this something that somebody could create in another thing or whatever but you know could, unreal engine or whatever but it, it looks pretty legit i know i'm interested i know uh the scorpion is definitely that matches with other uh hints and leaks whatever that have been independently uh got that have been verified that it is mentions of stuff in the code so i don't know what do you think i i, I find it interesting i especially like the names of the other two srvs you know you've got um a uh, srv mark ii which is like okay that's more of a let's change around this whatever but then you have an mev rhino and i'm thinking to myself mev mining excom ex what is that excavation vehicle like a big dump truck maybe um and a rhino you know you you picture sort of a big hulking hulking animal with a horn like something that you could almost dig like i don't know it's it's got me excited and i hope you know that we're going to be seeing something about srvs in the not too distant future i know frontier have said not right at the jump but maybe later so like fingers crossed uh next up we've got alpha stuff and i'm only going to pull out a handful of things specifically that i want to highlight here the first is uh commanders will and kate uh if you have not checked out their channel you need to go subscribe to their channel because they are killing it lately they put out three videos this week that i found of particular interest and i have all three linked in the show notes for you the first is a look at the plasma weapon the second is a look at the artemis suit and life scanner and the third is uh, SRV is an absolute tank in CZs, and combat zones. Now, the plasma weapon and the Artemis suit, that was an interesting sort of weird quirk, uh, uh, sort of situation normal. Frontier, when they released Phase 2 uh, on Thursday morning, they accidentally released the Artemis suit and the plasma weapon, the Artemis suit being part of Phase 3 and the plasma weapon not even being on the list for things to be available for people during the four phases that were listed on on the alpha testing. Um, And right away, uh, these guys and some others made videos of like, hey, here's what the plasma weapon looks like. Here's what it does. Here's how it it behaves. Here's the plant gun. Here's how that goes. Uh, And they put out a very, very cool video, especially the plant gun video I found it very, very, very compelling as far as um, it showed the two modes of it where you can go with the first mode is basically kind of like an equivalent of how you use the scanner or whatever when you're when you're mining for core asteroids, you use that little pulse wave scanner. So it puts out a pulse wave and then sort of plants in your area sort of glow just the same way as certain rocks will glow. And then you can run up to those plants, switch the mode to the uh, um, genetic sample collecting, and it's a very cool little mini game, which we're going to show you here in just a minute. Um, in another part, that it, that it it spins around these these little things, and you have to kind of match up the the genome things so that you can. It's a it's a neat little mini game. You'll see it, what I'm talking about in a minute but uh, all three of those videos are amazing. And the SRV is an absolute tank. That video shows why you don't want to take frontline solutions. I mean, you might want to take them one time or two to, to enjoy the ride and to see that cool, you know, being dropped onto the field in a hot drop situation. But after that, sign up for frontlines, take your own ship, park right outside the town, hop out in your SRV because you could just drive around and you run people over and you're shooting them with your, your SRV repeater and you're just like ripping through them like it's nothing. It's hilarious and, and crazy overpowered fun. So for people that basically are like, eh, I don't like CZs, I'm not a Twitch combat guy, but I kind of need for some reason to do a CZ because my my uh, you know minor faction is pushing on me to, or I want a reward or a something, go do it in an SRV and it's basically going to be like you showed up to a, a ship as a CZ in a fully uh fully engineered uh vet and everybody else is flying around in just like you know type 10s it's like everything's an easy target and rip right through them so yeah check those out in addition we've got a Google Doc by Commander Dango uh, Odyssey Alpha Phase 1 Tips, Tricks, and General Guide. Even though I know we're in Phase 2 now, that guide is several pages of documentation that shows like, here's how this works, here's how that works, here's how this tool works, here's how the doors work, here's how this works. It's Everyone should take a look at that guide, f- skim through it, and you're gonna see something where you're like, oh, I didn't catch that part, and it will have useful information for you. And lastly, On uh, the the current community news, we've got uh, a video by Down to Earth Astronomy that he did, Commander's Toolbox, where to find all the materials you may need in Odyssey Alpha. Basically, what he's done is he's added a, a, a little section of functionality to his Commander's Toolbox where other people and him are reporting as they go through, okay, I got this material in this kind of location, and literally it's okay is it an industrial base or an agricultural base or a military base uh is it in the hab building the industrial building the power building is it uh in a terminal or in a room that has a door of like door 01 or door 02 because they have different sort of door numbers and different whatever they'll show you okay this is in a hallway this is outside this is whatever and it's just a great resource if you need to find a location for a material going forward and that takes us to frontier news for news beyond the game it's frontier news there were two streams this week uh the tuesday stream was Super Cruise news number 29 with bruce and art link is in the show notes the thursday stream was the alpha phase two launch day stream with zach bruce and art link is in the show notes um we didn't end up getting the stream that was mentioned that we were supposed to get which was the ui team coming on for a specific thing to you know take a bow and to talk about the ui changes uh hopefully that comes next week because it was supposed to come on thursday uh in addition to that they debuted in the thursday stream a special video about the conflict zones phase two trailer addition to that we had they posted on the forums uh several hot fixes throughout the week but i just want to call out one specifically uh they posted a hot fix just a couple hours ago and in that hot fix the last point they said they reverted the srv controls back to the horizons mode so a huge congrats to the racers out there elite racers buckyball racers and all of those fans of the old school srv toast you on your success in addition pc gamer article uh pc gamer rather put out an article saying odyssey's taxis are delightfully rubbish the link is in the show notes i think you get the gist of it i don't really need to explain what they're saying any further but if you want to see it you can see it which takes us to the galnet news roy why don't you take it away
2: yeah here's the rundown we had uh, on april 5th uh the wedding of hadrian duval um on april 6th Federation begins anti-terrorist monitoring. Uh, two stories on the 8th, a Neo-Marlinist faction defeated in battle and the awakening of the Adamaster. And then uh, just today, Imperial Senator visits Marlinist colonies. Uh, I don't know about you, but the awakening of the Adamaster seems to be the top of that pile.
0: I think, uh, well, I mean, they're all interesting in their way. The, the whole Hadrian Duval thing, it's like, okay. Uh is he is this gonna produce an heir? Is that gonna be a sort of threat to the continuing line? Because ADL doesn't have children. Um on the Federation begins the anti-terrorist monitoring. That seems very patriot acty weird. I'm not for it to me. The neo Marlinist thing. Yeah, I'm glad they got defeated. The awakening of the Adam Master, like you said, that's the big super interesting one. And but but also very interesting was this last one, the one that just came in today. The Imperial Senator Visits the Marlinist Colonies. That was maybe a step towards reconciliation between the peaceful Marlinists and the Empire. This, whoever this, you know, it, it, so far, all of the steps of the Empire towards the Marlinists, the peaceful Marlinists, have been very tone-deaf, very heavy-handed, very, very shitty. And and as a result, I think the player base has largely sided against the empire over and over and over on this matter. And recently you've got a situation where finally it wasn't the empire fighting against the Marlinist, peaceful Marlinist. It was the Empire fighting against the neo-marlinist terrorist this week. And everybody sort of supported, you know, the Empire. And now you have this article of This senator who visited and seemed very open and very honest and very forthright and very sort of charitable and and acting in goodwill towards the Marlis saying, hey, these guys are like us. And I think there could be an asset to help us fight the terrorists. Let's stop handling things in the dentist Petraeus way and let's start trying to be more compassionate, not not just out of, you know, general hippie love but out of self-preservation if we act like jerks to these people we're going to push them to the other side but if we approach them openly and honestly and try to appeal to our common sense of decency they can help us to sort of root out and 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 cut ties with the terrorists and i i dig that man
2: yeah that's the the fact finding trip that in last week's stories uh the, the local media in uh, in the empire really poo-pooed and were harsh, harshly judging. And yeah, this is definitely a more apologist outcome uh, of that visit. Yeah. How
0: about the uh, community goals? Let's talk about last week's.
2: Yeah. So the, uh, the victory, the victory went, uh, went to the empire. Um, so the, both of them finished, uh, although the, uh, Neither of them got
0: to tier one. Although the fact that the oh whoa, fight, hmm? the the Empire got to tier two or three, they succeeded. the, Sorry, the Marlinists did not get yeah. to tier one.
2: I, I had that reversed. I was thinking they didn't win the full. They didn't get to the full full tiers. Yes, like to say. correct. They got to tier two. The other one got to tier zero. Um, so uh, the victory went to the the uh, uh, the Empire. to the railgun. Yep. So the railgun. Railgun one. Yeah, that's wow, to, that's another wow. position these Wow. So the, the top 75% get the the long range high Icap high
0: railgun um, mm-hmm. on that side. I will I will point out that the top 10% for the Neo marlinists did even though they did not hit tier 1, they still did get their reward of the missile racks. Um front uh, I guess Frontier Fdev decided like, "Hey man, these guys cuz the top 10% they actually had to do some work. They did some lifting, and so Frontier decided to uh, acknowledge their efforts and gave them the reward, anyways. Funnily enough, the seventy-five percent for the winning side sort of didn't get anything because, well, I mean they did, but it's there's a there's a hitch, uh, it's sort of snafu situation. Normal, all effed up, uh. Those of us like myself who were in the top seventy-five percent of the empire on this side, when you go to collect the module, when you go to say like, "Hey, ship this module to me," or whatever, it says <laughs> it's a criminal. Uh, it's not clean. It's a yeah. You have legal issues, so you have to actually pay money to clean the the, the module before you can ship it. This is a known glitch. Many many people have complained if you don't care about spending the whatever 200 grand or whatever to clean it do that and get it now if you if that bothers you if that sticks in your craw just wait i guarantee you by tuesday at the latest maybe wednesday they frontier will have fixed it so the modules will not be listed as criminal legal issues they'll they'll be ready for you to ship over to you uh why don't you uh so so this week, Roy, there is no CG, yeah? But but there is something. Do you wanna hit that one or do you want me to?
2: No, I can read off. The the Adam Go history has is uh begun its second round. Uh there's now the hunt for the sister ship, the Hesperus, which we caught some clues from uh some heads up about that last week. So there there's some clues we're given out in the Galnet article Awakening of the Adamaster um which we mentioned and it's led to uh cam- commanders to investigate uh a message that uh, is now up on screen about um a, you know a mysterious person or entity asking for help to search down a signal so this was uh, deciphered and it's led to a listening post and there's some more codes uh there's two more outposts to find and uh refreshingly it has not been solved yet so
0: yeah, still that is still nice, open for
2: investigation.
0: hmm And read further down. Uh, two more outposts to find. That was the last bit there. Uh, yep. Upon further investigation, there, there, there are two more outposts that are yet undiscovered. So, yes, yes. Now. All right, let's 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 all go around and, and place our bets. I say right now that the mystery man who's sending you on this mission is Palin. That's my, I'm locking in my bet. What do you think, Roy? Hmm.
2: Well, he's certainly got the strongest connection uh, to, to early Thargoid technology. I, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet. Um, I'm trying to think if he has an antagonist who might be trying to compete
0: with that. I mean, it says, suffice it to say I'm a man of science, so I'm thinking Palin, Ramta, but I, I'm thinking more Palin. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go against you on that bet. It seems pretty pretty good. What do you think, Tweaked? Yeah,
1: I, I don't know who else it could possibly be, really. Palin was the one that I thought of when I read it the other morning, and if it's not him, it could just be somebody we don't know yet, the elusive man.
0: Tweaked immediately, read that, and he he just pictured John Cena in his mind. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so that's where we're at this week. I I do want to take just a moment to acknowledge something. Uh, Again, I said this last week when I thought that it was going this way, and I'm going to say it again to confirm it this week. I really want to salute Frontier for at a time when a lot of people are just knee deep into the alpha, 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 Frontier is doing a good job of keeping things alive and spicy in the in-game universe with these, like, interesting CGs and, you know, a mystery that's going on and all of these sort of different things and the stories and whatnot. And so just big salute. I dig that. Good job. All right. That takes us to uh, a video that we have. Now, this video comes... uh, uh, Courtesy of the elite racers. Basically, for those that remember the old red versus blue, the series of videos that were, were you know the old uh, what is it Halo or whatever videos that were 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 great. They're going to do their own series, and they're going to really get going with it in earnest when it comes to uh, what do you call it uh, a uh, like Odyssey launches and it's out but they did a sort of promo video. That's like, a, don't know, like a 10, 11 minute long video. That's super cool. It's funny. It's tongue in cheek. It's, you know, it's the elite racers and then a handful of other, you know, people that you will know, like Alec Turner and, 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 you know, this one and that one that are just like sort of staples of the race community, uh, funny stuff, very, very cool. And I will say this a little, little, little heartbroken for all the work that I've done promoting the elite racers and all of uh, and the, the race community. They debuted this video on Lave Radio this week uh, earlier. I know, right? Ouch, second class citizens, but whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, with all the work that we've done, they'll uh, uh, premiere their next video on a Week. Go check out the full video. It's like a 10 and a half minute video. It's funny phenomenal views phenomenal camera work good stuff right on uh now we've come to the discussion portion of the evening elite odyssey alpha discussion week two this is the odyssey alpha breakdown we've got the good that's going to be the first column then we're going to do the bad the ugly and the missing is the second column then we're going to talk about what we want going forward right off the bat let's start off with the good huge i cannot stress this enough Huge, phenomenal, much excite, great feelings for the graphical upgrades to existing assets. They seem amazing so far. The hyperspace jump, Control, go ahead and throw that one up. Uh, The hyperspace jump is incredible. I love the way that it looks. And you can even see there's, somebody had a video of it where it's side by side, but I just wanted to enjoy the full majesty of that hyperspace jump. So so nice uh the the pbr materials physical base rendering of materials basically it makes everything in the galaxies ships stations srvs basically every physical asset in the game look more real look more vibrant have better shading it is choice the planet tech the plan i can't stress enough how much the planets look amazing now, a small note, the Hooners out there are complaining that the planets may be a little too flat, but, you know, we only have access to 20 light years just yet. Maybe it gets better when they get sort of able out there to see, you know, some more of the 400 billion star systems and the planets that they uh, in, in include. Maybe frontier can dial down the flattening effects from the gravity just a smidge. I don't know. I'm an idiot, so I, I, I. Far be it from me to in any way, you know, suggest to Doctor K whatever. But I'm just saying, if it's crazy hard, obviously don't do it. But I mean, if it's not all that crazy hard, maybe just dial it back just a little bit so that we can get a little more of the. Because my understanding is in this this sort of update they took more real scientific gravity effects into uh uh, sort of into the thought process so on the heavier worlds you would end up with less sort of high mountains wide valleys deep canyons etc etc i don't know but um yeah i just want to suggest that the hooning community seems to be having An issue that the planet seems a little too flat and unexciting for them. But for me, looking at everything, it's just so beautiful. Tweet. Yeah,
1: I was going to say kind of what you did there. I mean, I've said it before. I'm not a SRV aficionado, so I don't use it all the time. But I have been on a lot of planets throughout. And most of them that we have right now in the base game are pretty flat really most of them i mean you get your outliers here and there so i would contend with the 20 light year bubble you're probably just seeing that right now
2: you don't have all the varieties that are going to be out there yet absolutely Roy. yeah i i just think it's too early to make any snap judgments about all that um there's a huge variety and i'm sure it's not just i mean they made it i think it was kind of an offhand comment in that stream about Yes, maybe, maybe they've adjusted the average. I think there's still going to be plenty of outliers if I had to place a bet. So another thing for uh, explorer explorers to go help find, uh, to, to find cool spots to do that stuff.
0: Right on. Uh, another amazing thing, I, I want to call out the vegetation. Now, I have heard some knocks about these plants looking too colorful and no man's sky cartoony-ish, but I feel that the contrast of the vibrant vegetation on the more sort of muted color palettes of elite's realistic looking planets is fantastic and i greatly approve of the abundance of vegetation if anything i'd love to see that proliferate as we get more sort of robust atmospheres i get it that you're going to have sort of smaller clumps of plants and whatever on the tenuous atmospheres but as we get into more robust atmospheres fingers crossed as we continue the atmospheric um, spectrum opening up more of that. I would. I, I don't want to see it go the other way. I don't want to see it to go more muted. I want to see it go more abundant, and, and 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 just 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 keep going with that. I think it is absolutely amazing. I love it. Massive thumbs up, Roy.
2: Yeah. So um, I mean, I think it's pretty common knowledge. Exploration is one of my favorite loops in this game, and having having visited countless uh, bark mounds and occasional everything else um for me it was always a bit stretching immersion to find these uh sort of nearly circular pockets of exactly the same thing and then complete barren landscape for hundreds of kilometers around each one what what really appear appealed to me about this clip was just seeing things mixed up things mixed in with each other It, it just for me looks so much more interesting and varied and and uh it'll just make the
0: exploration more enriching all right tweaked go ahead and go with your point and then we're going to have control play the video with the sound so that we can see that very short clip of the amazing plants go tweaked
1: yeah i was just going to second that really i mean part of the reason i don't love driving the srv around is because really on these planets right now that i have on xbox on, on the base game there's not much to see out there it all looks the same the planets look pretty good. There's different colors here and there, but most most of the time you're driving around looking at flat rocks uh, to see colors thrown in. It doesn't look cartoony. It looks nothing like No Man's Sky. You go to No Man's Sky and you got colorful plants on colorful grass and colorful animals running around. That's cartoony. This looks real. You go out in the real world and you see different colors and stuff like that. So I can absolutely not wait. And I could absolutely see the variety of colors and plants and stuff like that to see out there might entice me to drive the SRV more to go actually exploring on the planet and see what I can find out there. Here, here.
0: For a longer clip of that, you can go check out the Will and Kate thing. But they didn't do so much of the mini game. What they did was just the um, what do you call it? The like the 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 honking or or, or pulsing to see the plants light up. Yeah, uh, and, and and the reason why I think on the the Will and Kate clip they didn't do the actual mini game right is because they knew what this guy found out, which is we're not supposed to have that tool yet. When you get to the point where yes, you've succeeded and have collected the sample, it crashes your game. Okay, we'll see that in I would think two weeks. We'll see. Um, so yeah, um, but we'll see that next phase, and I am excited for it because it looks fan. Fantastic. So next up, uh, I want to highlight. This is a small thing, but I think it's just to me amazing on the Super Cruise representation of other ships. Gone is the old sort of orangish Firefly with a comet tail, and now you have this J.J. Abrams Star Trek esque lens flare, kind of whitish, bluish, spectacular whatever uh I, I i absolutely love it i adore it and i didn't not like the old one i liked the old one just fine until i saw the new one and now that i've seen the new one i'm like oh yeah forget the old one uh roy yeah
2: just a quick comment between that and
0: also the new super cruise uh
2: jump sequence i think they both just look more refined hyperspace chance, uh, jump sequence the hyperspace jump sequence and, yes and, and the super cruise, uh, player if you want to call it that i think they both look much more much more refined it's it's a subtle thing but it's
0: welcome absolutely okay uh the next thing uh the new ui menus in in ships and in stations i love the new ui uh specifically in stations with the outfitting and all of that um i i I think they are absolutely incredible again side note we were told we were going to get a stream with the ui team last thursday didn't happen hopefully we'll get it this coming thursday because i think that i would love to see them talk a little bit about some of the ideas and and concepts behind what they did and i would love to hear them talk about maybe to what extent these new UIs are going to be pervasive across to the base game or into other functionalities, including fleet carriers, et cetera. There are things that we are not getting to see right now that um you know we, we kind of want to see what it looks like after the alpha. Um and then okay, my last point and this one go with me on this because it gets a little it it goes for a bit, but I think it's important to say. And this is with regard to the FPS play. Now, you all know me, I'm not a fan of FPS. Don't like it. It's not my thing. But I will say while many have criticized the FPS in Odyssey by comparing it to Warzone or Call of Duty or other current FPS top tier games and criticizing it for sort of being a step behind, that it it definitely feels more like it fits in closer with games of a decade ago like Counter-Strike Mass Effect, Halo, Planetside 2, uh, I would counter that those people that are making that criticism are sort of missing the point. Elite doesn't have to compete with the top-tier FPS scale. Uh, Its goal is to provide a serviceable on-foot experience to a galaxy simulation game in that uh, it's, its competition isn't... Going to be Counter Strike and Warzone, or sorry, uh, uh, Warzone and, and and Call of Duty. Its competition is going to be other galaxy simulation games. So you're talking about Star Citizen, you're talking about No Man's Sky, and to a lesser degree, other games like Dual Universe or whatever that are sort of coming up, and we're, we'll see how they sort of pan out. But the the main entrenched, established comparison is going to be to Star Citizen and No Man's Sky. Now. While Star Citizen provides ship's interiors, that Elite currently lacks, and No Man's Sky provides base building, that Elite currently lacks, and they both provide a more interactable planet-side options such as mining, the fact remains that Star Citizen isn't a finished product. No Man's Sky has no flight model to speak of and is cartoony with regard to the graphics. Elite, on the other hand, with its top-notch flight model, it's procedurally generated galaxy and established and polished BGS uh, game engine. Odyssey, I think, more than meets the expectation on the FPS side. Uh, I very much hope that the future iterations of download content will expand further on the non combat uh, on foot uh, planet side play. Offering more options such as mining caves, expanded generation of points of interest to help fill out the depths in the expansive galaxy. Elite makes the grade when you look at it through that lens. Now, Daniel Radcliffe, no, not the kid who played Harry Potter. There's a programmer that works at Elite at Frontier uh, on Elite Dangerous and worked on the combat mechanics named Daniel Radcliffe. He made a tweet and had a whole uh, sort of conversation earlier in the week uh, talking about how a lot of the sort of like mouse mechanics and and how they do some of the targeting and whatever. Uh, that was inspired by sort of the the um, um, quake source engine and and that a lot of the feel and the design of certain combat mechanic choices were were specifically, like it wasn't a situation of like, oh, this is old. They went for an aesthetic. They they specifically went for it. So, uh, I for me personally, let's face it, we're not the the average elite dangerous player isn't your twelve year old you know Twitch gamer. We're sort of a different bunch, and as a result, I think that the choices that they made and how they went about approaching fps mechanics i think are better suited to the core audience of elite dangerous and that's that's just my supposition but there you have it uh let's start with uh tweet yeah i i couldn't agree more
1: kai I, i've been saying this from the very beginnings of what we knew about odyssey and that i never thought they were trying to steal call of duty's or Fortnite's crowd never The FPS gameplay in Elite Dangerous is just an extension of this galaxy, of of the story of Elite Dangerous. And it needs to be good enough to do that. And on top of that, I I think it is good enough to do that from what I've seen on the streams. And I would add that from what I've seen with the -the on-the-ground CZs the last couple of days they look much more in line with what the uh, the younger crowd is gonna wanna be doing and everything too. I think that looks even better than the the regular
0: mission FPS looked like, really. Roy, I, I know you had a thought on this as well. Yeah,
2: so I, I know we're gonna touch on this uh, this mission we ran last night uh, in a couple different aspects, <laughs> but I just wanted to, so uh, basically yesterday, we were on in a, with a team um, checking out a scavenging site, and- um, Several of them. Several of them. Uh, And I'll just say Surprise, surprise, they're scavenging sites. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, what surprised me was um, after we landed, uh, did some stuff, which we'll talk about uh, maybe in the next topic, but the point was, as we were finishing up on one of the sites, (laughs) uh, a vulture shows up and drops off like half a dozen enemy NPCs out of nowhere. And I happened to be on the ground. Kai was in Overwatch in a ship. I think Biotic was with us, Biotic Keen was with us in the ground as well, and all hell broke loose, and it was so much fun. Like, suddenly we were surrounded, uh, there was enough terrain that by sort of moving up and down through the moguls, we were able to get cover. Uh, uh, Kai was sort of shooting stuff from the ship. And control. And control as well, and um, the thing that, that really jumped out at me too is I was able to uh, really do some good damage on the ground with the laser weapon they didn't feel the ones we were fighting in that that interaction i know people have said in some other interactions and maybe from phase one as well that some of the enemies seemed a bit uh bullet spongy but in that particular interaction it was like everything came together and it was fun i mean i was shooting stuff they went down after i don't know half a dozen shots and i was able to even uh jump with the jet pack and take out some people while I was flying around, and uh, it didn't feel like we were, it, it sort of rode that edge of, it, and, and there was some big explosions happening around us, it rode this edge of feeling dangerous without feeling like we were overwhelmed or something was terribly unbalanced, which I was, uh, that was a very different experience for me compared to say the phase one experience I'd had. And I did, I, did, I came out of that and I was like, holy cow, like that, that was awesome. And it just all came together. And I, that, for me, is one of the... Yes, we can we can look at a lot of different aspects and say, this is good, this is bad, and so forth. But th- th- there was this sort of je ne sais quoi around that little interaction where it's like, I came out of it and was like, I can't quite put my finger <coughs> on this. But man, that was fun. That was fun. Like, well done. Hell yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was... Parts of it were very, very cool and very, very interesting. And other parts of it we'll talk about later. I, I can't enough focus on... How big those things are. And for those of you who are about to hear the other list that's coming up here in a moment, just keep in mind all of the love that we just poured out on the things that were good, because we're not trying to take the Latvian approach. We're, we're trying to take a balanced approach and provide constructive criticism that is not meant to be insulting or demeaning or in any way uh, take away from the phenomenal work that uh, Frontier has done on this product. It's merely meant to give our feedback on thoughts on what we would like changed a little bit. So let's let's finish up with two observations before we get to the other list. And the first observation is this. When running around and salvaging in week one, I was finding tons of different schematics and suit schematics. That, okay, you need that to upgrade your suit. I get that. I understand that. I'm down for it. Weapon schematics. Similarly. You need that to upgrade your weapon. But there were also three other types of schematics that I found intriguing. Vehicle schematics. Now, we've been told that at least at Odyssey Alpha launch, or sorry, at Odyssey launch, excuse me, product launch, there will not be any engineering for SRVs. So, vehicle schematics? The next one was Ship schematics. That one has me intrigued and a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, hmm. And because, again, we were told that none of the engineering at launch of Odyssey would involve ships. The last one has me super intrigued, and that was building schematics. Now, let's take a moment to sort of set the stage here. With regard to uh, buildings, there were leaks going back before Odyssey was actually officially announced. When they were, it was just the next project. It was the next thing. Uh, there was all kinds of sort of references to the fact that it would be either one or both, uh, either one or the other, or both of what they called space legs and base building. Those were the two hot things, and Frontier announced not that long before they, or pretty much right at about the time that they announced Odyssey, they said... Base building is not on the roadmap at this time. Now, that doesn't mean that it was never on the roadmap. It could be that, you know, obviously they've had delays with regard to this product. It could be that that was one of the things that got cut to make things go. Could be that they never had it planned at all. Could be that they had it planned, but then for some reason in a a design meeting or uh, whatever, they decided to move it to another place. And it's not on the publicly disclosed roadmap. It's somewhere else. Uh, But there were intriguing things that were found in the ARC store where there was a listing to, like, you could get customizations for your buildings and whatever. So there's plenty for us to believe that maybe at one time, base building was thought that it was going to be a part of Odyssey. And if that's the case, and maybe at one time, other SRVs were supposed to be part of Odyssey launch, but that got pushed back. Maybe they were going to do other stuff with ships. Who knows? But... There's good reason to believe that maybe at one point in the early design steps of this, uh, schematics were envisioned for buildings and ships and vehicles, but that got sort of back. They just didn't remove the assets that still sort of populate a data table somewhere and are still things. I find that super, super interesting. And the ship part, I find it a little scary. Please, let's not add engine ship. Well, whatever uh roy
2: yeah i mean obviously there's latitude here for this to be a a nothing burger or to be a super awesome thing or even a questionable thing i i I have sort of two minds on this one is uh we don't know if there was a crunch coming up to this alpha that resulted in things being or how many things being dropped off uh the, the the list of features they might launch with um and and maybe the second one is uh we don't know what they're holding back either i mean mm. i'm i'm hoping they've got some stuff they're going to surprise us with at launch that maybe they felt was they, they could test it you know in other ways by looking at other features if it was analogous to some other features and it and they can pleasantly surprise us with some things uh when launch hits let's see tell me the truth are you dreaming of that scorpion <laughs> uh i thought that was pretty pretty cool the scorpion i'm also interested to know what the building schematic might be for that that one's got me intrigued as well
0: another observation the mission board there's a new section for thargoid missions that was added to the in-station mission board i i found that very very intriguing tweaked
1: yeah i I, just watching these streams that that's one thing that really stood out to me was the the new ui on the mission board. it looks pretty a lot more similar to our fleet carrier UI and the mission board, the way they separate the uh, Thargoid missions and passenger missions and th- all the different types. I love that. I really do. I mean, yeah, you got to click a couple more buttons, but it keeps everything nice and tidy. I can't
0: wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, does anybody have anything that they want to add onto the good side of the list before we move on? Uh, it's good. We're not in the, that's a GN system anymore. <laughs> Oh Jesus,
2: yes.
1: I (laughs) would say I would say really the the, being able to walk around your ships now, the sidewinder, the cobra, look at the 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 size difference, the proportion, the scale of everything and and how good they got it right. One thing I haven't seen anybody test yet though, and I wanna see this is I wanna see Kai, I wanna see you standing in the station and I wanna see you watch Roy come through the mail slot. I want to see that happen, to know that works.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, One other thing I'd add to the good column, and I think we inadvertently tested this last night. I'd been, I know they promised it. I know it was expected. I just wanted to see it happen, which is have physical multi-crew with being in a wing and have it actually work well. And uh, last night we were in, we did physical multi-crew. We got in a wing and uh, controlled on at one point went from, went into somebody else's ship that he hadn't arrived on so i i I felt like that kind of covered all the bases for me Mm -hmm. for that for that feature so uh i'm i'm pleasantly satisfied that that worked
0: i noticed that as well that when we were in a wing together it defaults to yes let the other people on your ship you have to actually click on it and tell them no bar access to my ship uh, maybe there's a, uh, maybe there's a, somewhere an overall thing where you can toggle that to say no default to no, but I, 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 yes, I, I like that. It was interesting. All right, guys, we're switching over to the bad slash missing slash ugly list. And again, I'm going to preface this by say, you heard all the love we just poured out on this. We're pointing these things out because we want them fixed. This is not mocking or hatred or, or whatever. So right off the bat, let's start off with the bad scavenging. It seems super gutted to me. Last night when we did that that gameplay, the parts of us doing the combat to drive off slash kill all of the looters who were trying to loot our loot before we looted it. uh, That was fun and exciting and interesting in a group. With regard to um, the actual scavenging bit when it was first mentioned they made it sound like it was going to be sort of like you go to a wreck of a ship and kind of like that scene from the beginning of that star wars movie where the little girl goes in there she's wearing that suit you can't tell she's a pretty girl she's like digging through all the stuff and ripping out chunks of the ship or whatever i thought like there's going to be mini games where we're like cutting open panels and then oh there's this piece that you can take out but kind of like some mini game like like they showed with that plant gun thing where it's like you have to line things up right to like remove the materials without damaging them or there's a special lock or there's something dangerous or if you get this wrong it'll explode or something what it turned out to be was shoot the guys that part's fun get to the srv there's a box right next to the srv you pop open the box wasn't even locked and then you take the stuff from it there's two panels on the back of the srv you take your little laser saw, zoop, zoop, zoop. You cut open the panels and inside there's three pieces. You grab them, you walk away. Very underwhelming. I should point out, this is tier zero. This is initial implementation in alpha of this. It's a There's a possibility that more stuff will be coming. If it doesn't come during alpha and initial launch, there's a possibility that they could do more stuff with it six months from now, a year from now. Uh, mining when it first came out was just you know hey here's laser mining knock yourself out then they added core mining in the future so i i have hopes that in the future that becomes more interesting but scavenging tier zero as we saw it implemented on multiple different rec sites last night was less than exciting tweaked
1: yeah, I don't disagree that it might have been a little underwhelming and I get what you're saying where you want a mini game, but I would contend that finding it, killing the guys, killing the rest of the guys that dropped in on you, cutting open the back panels, that was the mini game. And and it might be underwhelming for you that has access to all this. I would love to have those instances right now for me to be able to go do Absolutely all right. love it. So all right. yeah, hopefully so, they get better down the line. But
2: I still say they're they're better than than they could be. All right, Roy. One question that I would have, and and maybe you know this from having seen how other interactions are explained, but I'm curious because we went to a number of different threat sites, and you had gone to one. I think I think maybe Biotic was with you uh, before the rest of us got there. I'm curious if they scale based on. Uh, like who's in the wing, or how many people, or like what where the different dimensions are it can scale upon because that that tier zero uh, or, or tier one threat would have been a pretty difficult solo. Yeah, that would have so, been. I'm not yeah. sure because so that could have like to to what I said before about it was super exciting and the combat was fun and things were blowing up all over the place and it felt balanced. If that scales with how many people you're there with, or if you're there solo, that'd be awesome. If I had on that solo and then all those people showed up six people falling out of a vulture mm, that might not have been so fun
0: yeah uh interestingly enough the very first one was a tier three threat i showed up to it by myself and there were two people the very next one was a tier one threat that we showed up to we rocked in with four people and you know it was two or three people on the base and then like six or seven got dropped off so Maybe there was some dynamic scaling for the amount of people that we had there. And if so, that's awesome. I salute that. Okay. The next point is game balance. We've showed you the video last week of punching an anaconda to death. The video this week has gone around of a guy basically killing a, a, a cobra ship with uh, on foot with his pistol. Ah, these are just oof. These are just major oof. I get that the new game director product manager is an fps guy he was brought in with a focus on let's get this fps nailed right and i i i 100 accept that however let's not lose the balance there's no way you should be able to punch an anaconda to death there's no way a guy with a pistol should be able to shoot down a very very big compared to him heavily armored ship uh there's you know even you look at the, the the smallest lasers that you can put on a sidewinder and they're just they're they're way way bigger than any rifle that you're you're holding so like let's 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 look at that balancing before we drop this product please guys uh the the uh okay roy just quick i, I two things that i
2: think uh really tell me the jury's still out on this one is the videos we referenced earlier in the show about srv's just destroying cz's of people on foot uh from the things we did last night uh i think it might have been biotic who was getting shot by like a couple of guys with lasers on the ground and it was tearing up the shields on his ship like there's there's definitely some things where i'm i'm really curious to see where this is going to land because at the moment it seems heavily weighted heavily weighted um towards both the on foot and the srv
0: yep uh all right so every the next point every station layout being the same as the others of that type is okay okay i get at least for tier one implementation or tier zero implementation i get that but the stations need a little more flair to differentiate them and for god's sake let's randomize a little bit some of these npcs um in this current alpha implementation It's okay. It's acceptable. But I pray to God that when this launches and going forward, every station in the galaxy doesn't have the exact same kid from the movie Powder sleeping on the exact same bench. That's just a little, uh, underwhelming. So uh, I hope that going forward, there is some, uh, A little just some attention paid to that a little randomization a little spice it up a little bit so that it doesn't have the same feel i get that they all sort of feel like an airport and that's by design and they should because it's the functionality of how that works in real life you go to o'hare you go to jfk you go to Heathrow, you go to you know uh uh all of these different places they all kind of feel the same because it's got that functionality but they all have little differences and i get that frontier said hey we're going to have little differences in ours i think they need to dial that up just a little bit um the next issue ui controls they're still janky uh despite properly mapping my keys uh because i use for fps play for 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 ship play i use my dual verbals for fps play I like to use my Xbox controller. It's very comfortable. It's very, you know, it's, it's just good for FPS type moving around for me. <clears throat> um, despite the fact that I have it all properly mapped out and I have verified it repeatedly, the key binds are listed correctly. I still have to either use one of my triggers to select UI from one of my hotas or hit the spacebar to select and the escape on the keyboard to get out of menus because it just refuses to read my keybinds even though it shows them as select ui and escape from ui panel uh on the on the correct uh on the the Xbox controller it just doesn't read them that way and i've heard that from many many other people that are having the exact same issue um in addition to that there's things as we talked about last week uh where you know uh they have these radials that are more geared towards controller players, but are not great for mouse and keyboard players. And this is just not acceptable. The keybinds for all essential functions, including your battery pack, your medical pack, having those only be on the janky scroll wheel is just not acceptable to keyboard and mouse players. Frontier needs to add all of the keybinds from both of those scroll wheels into the options, and then players can choose to either keybind it or use the radial that's the way to do it the way to do it is not to attack uh uh console players for something they had nothing to do with it's to expect frontier to properly give you key mapping um all right next we've got just add some mini cutscene, three seconds for climbing up a ladder for shipboarding uh it's it, it literally this is they had that in 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 elite horizons you know it was basically the same fade to black when you got on your ship from an SRV or when you uh, got on your uh, SRV from your ship or got in your SLF from your ship but they put in a three second cutscene that just sort of showed your little SRV getting picked up by the claw and sucked into the machine or being deployed or your little SLF shooting out or going in it's it, three seconds of cutscene that's all you need. Um, reduced mission. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, they reduce the mission timer for some reason. On and maybe this is just because it's for the alpha that they want people to sort of push through to get to the end. In which case, no problem. That's fine. I. It's weird, but okay. But uh, I've noticed that the the missions in alpha are reduced to like six hour timer, whereas all of your missions in elite at the the shortest missions you'll get are 18 to 24 hours uh it's like oh it's it just makes it a little it's like this that's a bad choice make it you have it just just set it to what the current settings are for those for those missions the analogous missions and leave it there um again a lot of us elite players you're talking about dads you're talking about adults with 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 Things that come up. And you know, if a guy suddenly, you know, his kid is crying and he's gotta go deal with whatever the hell just happened in the other room, and then the wife calls and says, Hey, I'm gonna be late. Uh, can you do me a favor and take the stuff out and start on the dinner and then gotta help Johnny with homework or whatever? It might be that you're not getting back to that until after the kids are put in bed, in which case, like that six-hour timer, it's it's just a killer. It's there's no reason for it. Now The next thing is there's, yeah, okay. Uh, The threat levels on the missions are sometimes inaccurate and no distance to the location. I think they've done multiple hot fixes to try to address this, so hopefully this is better now. But when you get a thing that it says it's it's a threat level zero mission, you show up and there's a bunch of people out there to kill you, that's not... Bueno. And you definitely want distances to all your locations. Travel time for on foot missions. Now, this was a big thing that was talked about last week. <clears throat> and in last week, you know, the PC Gamer article and all of the content creators and everybody, they had their spin on it. And it was like, you know, make the t- taxi go faster. And there's the other side of it where it's like, no, don't make the taxi go faster. You're breaking the rules for travel in this universe. Let's keep things consistent. Let's keep things. You know, uh uh fair. And I agree with that a hundred percent. Except here's the thing: you don't need to make the taxis go faster, you don't need to break the rules of the universe at all. Just make it to where when you go to a planet and there you're okay, I'm over here and I'm getting the mission board, make the missions. For the closest planets around it, make the mission board set up when you're doing the on-foot missions. It's different when you're doing ship missions. There you want to fly. But when you're doing the on-foot missions, if I'm at the A-star and there's eight settlements around me, there's eight planets with settlements around me, why the hell is the mission board giving me a mission to the C-star ninth planet that's 40 minutes away? Just make it to where you don't have to break any of the laws of the universe to say, "Hey man, uh this this right here is uh an on-foot mission, so it's going to take you to this settlement that's 4 minutes away." Roy.
2: Well, yeah, and and I think one of the things that was mentioned before that would and obviously pair with this is not just being able to filter for distance, but sort for distance, but why not also if it really is that egregious Maybe the reward should, like there's a risk-reward, or I don't know, maybe a, uh, what would you call it, a brain damage slash reward uh, equation here, where you could make it worth someone's time to, to take that long of a trip if you make the mission uh, worth it. Uh, and it, if you're making someone fly across the system, if it really was supposed to be sort of driven uh, by supply and demand, that could be something they put in there that... Um, People might not complain about riding in the taxi that long or even just flying that long if it's if it's worth it for the reward.
0: Yeah, okay, for sure. If you're going to increase payouts just the same way as a mission to Hutton, if you're going to increase the payout, then sure, I'll, I, I will set it and forget it. I'll, I'll put my guy in the taxi for 30 minutes and then put on an episode of, you know, For All Mankind. Okay, that's fair. All right, so... <clears throat> That takes us to the next point, which is failing missions on death, even post success. This is just bad. So look, if I complete, if I take four missions and I complete three of them, I have successfully done all of the things that the mission giver wanted me to do. And then I go to the fourth mission and shit goes sideways and I fall in combat. Those three missions that I've already completely succeeded at should not switch to failure. Those should just be, those are locked as succeeded missions. The fourth mission that I just failed at, I honestly think for gameplay purposes, for, for, you know, fun, for engagement, for not ball aching us when we're like, we pay money to play your game. How about you restart me on the pad and say now I have a 10% penalty or whatever because I didn't get a clean success or a 30% penalty or a something. You just say, hey man, um, you're gonna, you're not gonna get as much because yes, you want to definitely have some penalty, some whatever to losing, but don't, don't make it hurt that much. Make it, don't make me want to log off in rage. Make me just go, ah oh, crap, I got to do better. Um, that's, I think. A more fun way to approach a game um the next one this one's a doozy and again you know that i'm not a big fps guy this is not my 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 thing but if you're gonna do fps and you're gonna say that our fps was not made sort of twitchy whatever our fps made was made more cerebral more tactical with real stealth mechanics involved that are like their key to this well then you have to actually put in real stealth mechanics so here's a couple things if i show up and i do a soft kill or a quiet kill on a guard right i should be able to drag his body into a closet somewhere or at least just behind a box or i don't know throw something over him just in some way hide the fact that that's there because if the next pather comes by if if a patrol guy comes by and sees that dead body he's immediately on full alert like that's how stealth mechanics work you should put those in um why is there no clear indicator of detection range if if i see a guy he's at a certain distance or whatever it literally just it's, it's all sort of a guess uh uh guessing game and when you talk about stealth mechanics That is a key stealth mechanic. You kind of get an area on the mini-map that you see that it's like, okay, this is this guy's detection range. i got to stay out of that. I have to, you know... uh, I don't know. There should be that. Also, why is there no audio or visual stealth-based feedback? In other games that have stealth mechanics, one of the key components to that is, you know, if you're moving fast, you're making more noise. Whereas if you move slow whatever and and when you violate your stealth when you're breaking stealth i.e you move where a spotlight sees you or you move too fast and you're making noise or you're not crouched or whatever you you get some feedback you'll see a little like a red flash on the screen or you hear like a little sound or something that that kind of lets you know like hey you're screwing up like get back into stealth do it right um why is there no process where an NPC goes from sort of unaware to suspicious, then alert, then aggro? They literally switch right from, I've got no clue about anything. Oh, I'm coming after you. You're dead. And once you're spotted, they're every hostile on the map and immediately aggros, and they all magically know where you are. They see through walls. They lock onto you. And the only way that you can break that auto-lock... It's not lose line of sight, change your angle, stop, be quiet, whatever. It's literally just sprint full pace in one direction until you get far enough away that their AI twitches and they tweak back into just sort of a suspicious patrol. But like, it's broken that you have to cheese it to get to that point. There should be other ways to get to that point. And there should be warnings before you escalate through that um and basically all of this just leads to the rooftop cheese uh sort of mechanic of like you know okay i jump from roof to roof i cheese it i cheese my objective and i move on roy
2: so one thing i'd i'd be curious to get your thoughts on um given how much you know about the lore of this is (coughs) i i think back to the the what we've been told about for example why you get fines and bounties when you're in a ship is because your ship is literally controlled by the pilots federation Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's your ship that's reporting you that you just did this thing i'm wondering if that paradigm has been sort of pasted onto the the on foot play to where like is it our suits that are reporting us and so that's one thing like is that really the lore explanation for why some of these
0: things happen uh with Let me let me counter time. that thought. Let me yeah. counter that thought with right now if you take certain kill missions, they sort of tell you, oh, this is disabled for the for the extent of this mission while you're whatever. Like, you know? Meaning the the, the, the tag your ship telling on you. Yeah, yeah. For for killing. I mean it's it's one of those things where
2: there's probably a list of things that they said we're gonna take uh, loops and play styles and methods from the ship and put them on the suit because the suit is now your ship and uh some of those are good and some of them just end up maybe not being fun and um uh, the second thing i'd say that i'm curious about the stealth is you know there was talk in past weeks about you know, they can't really do a, a non-lethal attack because of the peggy rating and all that i i'm wondering if if uh if they held back on really fleshing out a lot of stealth mechanics, not even knowing if we'd be able to disable someone or not because of that
0: issue. Maybe. They did end up landing on the fact that we can do it. So we can... So, yeah, but I get what you're saying is maybe they didn't know, and as a result, design sort of philosophy where they were like, okay, we're going to put this lower on the whatever, and it's something to be added. This, This is tier zero. Keep in mind, folks, this is alpha. We are... You know, working on this, and well, maybe, and maybe they're asking to, for feedback. To jump into something
2: on the chat here, because some people maybe weren't familiar with this issue. Um, you can do non-lethal attacks now. We thought yes. in the past you couldn't because of the Peggy rating, but we saw even in a stream. Um, it's been demonstrated multiple times now. You can use the overcharge on that. What that one. Uh, uh, energy link, the energy link tool to, to knock someone out. So we're past that. And yeah, the point is does that now open up more things they could do
0: now that that's not going to be a a problem to do that in game. Right. Tweaked your thoughts on the whole stealth thing. Yes.
1: I'm surprised when they, when they were talking about this, they were very high on the tactical. You're going to, you're going to have to make plans with your guys. You can go in stealthily and sneak in, uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. Like you said, if one guy sees you, everybody in the base knows where you are. That's not stealth. That's that's kind of weird. And uh, there's been many, many, many games throughout time where you've been able to drag the dead body and hide them out of sight. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, all the way back to Metal Gear Solid, you used to, to to do that. Just kill them, knock them out, and then hide them behind the bushes or be, and behind the boxes. And... Uh, it would just added dimension to this game that i feel like is needed to do some. especially if you're going to try to do these missions solo i think that would be very beneficial
0: yeah in, in addition to this and link to this uh because it kind of touches upon stealth in a way it, it it feels very bad right now when you're fighting people in the settlements it feels very very bullet spongy it's very, very slow to kill. It's a grind fight that takes a lot of the tactics out of it. There's a lot of games that are more tactical, that are more stealth, whatever, that, you know, you can sort of make a one-shot headshot with a suppressed rifle and boom, now you've got a quiet kill. Then you go and move that body and you kind of keep moving, keep moving. Whereas in this... That's not really an option. I agree with you, Roy, that it did very much more so feel when we did that uh, scavenging that it felt a little more, uh, I say the NPCs there felt just differently balanced. But in the settlements, it does not feel that way. It is a slog, and it's going to be a long and loud gunfight to get rid of one guy, and that just throws the whole concept of stealth right out the window. Uh, I'm going to make an observation. Uh, The on-foot mode, standing on top of a ship, you die the second the ship gets two feet off the ground. Obviously, I think this is a wall to prevent EVAs, which they hilariously facilitated with their broken elevator. But, uh, yeah, I'm wondering, what about if you're in an SRV? I mean, obviously, it used to be you could take the SRV, go right on top of a ship. Does that just, it doesn't kill you, but you now lose the ability to exit that SRV because it says, like, just, no, you can't here. I find that sort of interesting, and I wonder where that's going to go. Another observation, they said this is a six-week four-phase alpha. It started on March 29th, and if you look on the fine print on that video that they released on Thursday, uh, it's going to end on April 30th, so it's not a six-week alpha it's a month long alpha it's a month and a day uh roy you had a thing on the uh, ship stuff
2: yeah just the the whole thing about not wanting us to do an eva i mean i get it but some of the some of the most fun um times that i've had with large groups of players uh, at, at an event or on a trip expedition or whatever is when everyone's goofing around like we're not pretending to play the game properly it's Let's see how high we can make an SRV go by flipping it off the ship or start attacking each other. Like there's this goofy times that are enabled by having little weird loops in the physics of the game. And I feel like they've, by not letting us have a a person ride the ship, it's kind of really sucked some fun out that could have been pretty innocent. And I don't know that people would have, I can't really see an exploit there that would have terribly unbalanced the game. It just was, it could have been a really fun thing.
0: I think that that was just about putting a wall between on foot and space. Like, they don't want EVA right now. They haven't got that worked out. As evidenced by the people who have EVA'd by accident by falling through the elevators. And literally, you can't move. You can't uh, do anything other than, uh, you know... Just turn on your flashlight so you can run down the battery quicker so that you can die, so that you can respawn. That's the only thing that you can apparently do. Can't pull out tools, you can't move, nothing. So, uh, yeah, so that is a thing. Um, And with regard to the next sort of section is missing stuff, hacking. Okay, I know e-breachers are now in the game as of phase two. So as of yesterday, e-breachers are now in the game. They cost like, what, 20 grand, 30 grand for one. And they work as was demonstrated on that video a while back where they were like, hey, look at us, we're ninjas. Uh, but I haven't seen anything hacking. Have you guys, either of you, seen any hacking play anywhere on any streams? No, not a bit. Nope. It, it It seems like another... Like we're at the point now where we have e-breachers, we have the panel cutters. There's not, the only suit that we don't have is the exploration suit. I don't think hacking is tied to that. We should have, there's there's, there's nothing stopping us from having access to the hacking play right now, except for the fact that it's missing. Just the same way as that the, the, the scavenging that was so talked up turned out to be sort of a dud. Like, I feel like, did it get gutted entirely is it gone is it now hacking is just the e-breach i i i hope
2: this isn't what it is but the i mean it's a real stretch but the fact that you can use your your link tool to power up a dead panel and then use that panel to get the code for a box you know
0: that that
2: that's like a real stretch
0: but that's no because in, in that one video that they did, in the Secret Squirrel video, they literally said when they came to the panel that works that the power station, they said, right here is where you would hack this panel, but we're going to use an e-breacher. So there was, at least conceptual, a gameplay loop that we have not seen and has not been accounted for. I would like to know what happened there. Um also with regard to stuff that's missing a tutorial now i kind of i'm gonna actually soften my previous stance on this and cut them some slack maybe they're like hey there's so many aspects of the game that are up in the air that we we're we're gonna lock down the tutorial after we finish doing this this whole thing feels very sort of they're they are working up to the wire if they drop phase three on a wednesday they're still programming that shit on tuesday night like it is very very uh, fly by the seat of your pants and let's hope for the best so okay fine also missing is when this entire process was first talked about years ago there was a very strong emphasis on the concept of increasing the instancing and a significant refresh of the underlying code base. And that this was going to allow for more players with players, more players against players, more player interaction, more robust, you know, everything. If you, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've noticed they just stopped talking about that at some point. And now granted it's an alpha but I, I think we can attest roy in last night when when the four of us were trying to do stuff together it was it was every 15 20 minutes somebody was crashing we we crashed multiple times just trying to get a wing together so i'm i'm a little like hey man can somebody talk to us about what happened with that can we can we can we look into that cqc fps art a long time ago was saying are we going to have cqc on foot yes uh, we're not talking about that right now but yes we are is it a chance that he meant conflict zones on foot because i don't i wouldn't consider a conflict zone the same as cqc they're two vastly different things they provide lots of different experiences and they have lots of different reward structures and functionality and one of them you're dying and you're losing your shit the other is you're dying and it's just funny money it's nothing nothing against you nothing whatever roy
2: are those differences enough to warrant the different mode i mean i know you lose your stuff and maybe you have a rebuy the equivalent of a rebuy but in the in the economy that the game is right now i mean, a rebuy on a ship once you get past a certain point isn't really a deterrent so is that is it enough to want? Would people play a CQC for uh, FPS mode as opposed to what it, what is shaping up to be, from what I can tell, a really exciting, real in-game, you know, the, the Frontline Solutions mode?
0: That depends. That depends a lot on how robust Frontlines is because if Frontlines is, I mean, right now, Frontlines is the big hurrah because it dropped yesterday. But six months from now, if you're in a position where, okay, that's CZs all over the galaxy, it's too spread out, it's too diffuse, it's too whatever. The idea of CQC is it puts, in a galaxy that can sometimes feel empty, it puts people in a bottleneck where you get to fight each other. Is that gonna be a viable whatever? And and the, the point you're, kind of what you're saying is kind of like, do we really need the other thing? And that's not the point. The point is he said we were gonna get it. If you say we're gonna get it, kind of have to deliver or explain that tweet yeah i think and, and i've said in the
1: past i'm not a huge cqc fan but Fair. To, to to roy's statement i think there's two significant differences between what we see with frontline solutions and what a cqc should or would be one as osasha says in the chat cqc is mostly pvp when you go in now you're not going against pve you're going against other players and that would be the same for on the foot and and to my line of thinking CQC would not affect any BGS. I personally don't really look forward to a bunch of non-real elite players that don't understand much of the game other than the FPS part coming to Opic space and going to Frontline Solutions and going down and doing our BGS on the ground because they might hurt us more than they help us, really. So for the crowd that wants that kind of thing, CQC could really facilitate that to them.
0: Right. Okay. So, now let's go to, before we switch to the last category, which is the ugly, which has two big points on it, let's switch to another observation. Another, huh, this isn't necessarily a negative thing, but this is something that I think is kind of negative and others may not care or may strongly agree, whatever. The dropships in these frontline solution things are vultures is it just me that seems like uh, a dropship might be oh i don't know a dropship if you're talking about a federation group if you're talking about uh that english gent did a thing he put it on reddit uh and it was good where his his post was like hey look for federation ships if you want to have a dropship use a dropship for uh empire ships use a clipper for uh, alliance ships, you know, use a chieftain. For uh, independent ships, you know, use a a, a a keelback or something like. Have distinctive ships that sort of match the lore. The entire, like, let's be honest. I don't. Maybe I'm dead wrong, but I mean, the federal assault ship is the star of that trio. the The FAS has got some actual sort of purpose to it the drop ship just seems entirely meh as a ship but if you put in a special thing where it's like hey this is the ship that has some special capability with regard to that and we're showing it off by using it to drop you know troops in for instance it just seems to me good for lore for the game even if you wanted to just be lazy with it and say we're going to use the drop ship for everything and then just say hey man there's there's other factions they've, they've stolen in in you know oh this is you know we looted this in the war blah 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 we did that with the with the nazis we we stole after we we beat them well after whatever the whole world beat them whatever We stole all their rockets and we started launching them until until the navy started making their own. We we literally were using their rockets for testing. Like, there's nothing to say if you wanted to be super lazy about it that you couldn't just have the dropship be the dropship or whatever. But like, I kind of like the idea of each group having their own unique, um, you know, Uh, Roy.
2: Yeah. So um, my my thoughts on this changed like 180 degrees from when i was thinking about it sort of abstractly uh to when i saw uh the burr video coverage of of frontline solutions and multiple vultures coming in uh i I think in this case size matters the the i I think it's an unfortunate coincidence that the the federal drop ship just happens to be named a drop ship and now we have a game mode that's begging for a drop ship Um, that vulture compared to what it's dropping into, is very large, and it doesn't... uh, Again, it's sort of semantics that we have a different ship called the drop ship, but I could see where having medium ships fly in once every five minutes to drop off six people um, starts to seem a bit off, just in terms of, like, why would somebody be using that resource to do that job, given the size? And I'm still coming to grips with the size of these ships now even in the last 48 hours haven't been able to see a bunch of different ships that i'm much more familiar with than than i was the adder um and and yeah that's sort of landing on me now that uh and i think uh stuart stuart gt in 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 the chat here had a a good point that you know the vulture yes the the normal (laughs) the in-game use that we've used the vulture for right now seems completely different than what it's being used for now but. Maybe FDEV will introduce superpower-specific small ships for use as dropships at some point. I think this is a great argument for why we need more ships. Just
0: put that one on the pile as well. Okay. I agree. Wholeheartedly. All right. Interesting. Okay. So now let's get to the last two points, which are the ugly. Here we go. The first... Wait. Tweet. Did you have a point on that thing? Or was that before already addressed. Okay, sorry. All right. So, so so the last two points, the ugly. Here comes a doozy. Grindception. Look, I don't think a lot of people have thought this through yet and put it together, but the fact of the matter is is this. We are going to grind harder than we have ever grinded before when we get to these upgrading and engineering our stuff because as it stands now you buy a ship for a small amount of money you spend a larger amount of money to upgrade it to a rate it and d rate it everything that needs to be a rated gets a rated everything d etc and then you start the engineering process as it stands with the suits and the guns and all of this stuff you're going to have to basically quote-unquote engineer your each suit each gun each thing just to a rate it just to do the upgrading process at the store it no longer costs credits it now costs widgets that are going to take your time when you upgrade your suit to level five Now you have, through that process, unlocked all of these engineering component module spaces that then need to be individually engineered. So at a minimum, you're looking at already more than doubling the time that you spend to engineer stuff for each piece. In addition to this, Frontier has already told us that they're going with a design philosophy of saying you can only put an engineered thing in one, in one weapon, let's say. Let's say you have a scope. You put that scope on that weapon. That scope is now fused on to that weapon. We've come somehow forgotten how Picatinny rails work, and that scope is on that weapon for forever. So now, instead of saying I'm going to engineer this gun to be a really good gun and i have an awesome scope that i'll use for certain missions for at a distance kill and i'll have an awesome suppressor that i'll use for certain missions for you know stealth kills and i'll have an awesome uh, uh you know increased mag capacity and firing rate that i'll use for a run and gun a come in hot and heavy breach the door kick it open and guess what brother we're dropping you Now you have to engineer that same gun three times so that you have one that has the scope, one that has the suppressor, one that has the run-and-gun capability. When you add that to the fact that each of those guns took you twice as long to engineer because you have to engineer it to upgrade it and engineer it to engineer it, you're talking about stupid levels of grinding for this crap. And it is just... Way too far. Um, I, I think I Frontier can fix this, and they need to tweak.
1: Yeah, I agree. They can fix that. But but one point to what you were just saying is, you're basically, for, if I'm understanding what you were just saying, kind of wanting to be able to swap modules on your gun. A
0: hundred percent. You could do that yeah. already with your ships. Yeah. Why, why would I not be able to take a, a a sight a scope off my gun? I agree. You can but you shouldn't. I hate swapping modules
1: on my ships. I build each and every ship for a particular purpose. I would 100% do the same thing for my weapon.
0: I would too, except for the fact that upgrading, like I said, engineering each of your weapons is basically double the process of engineering your ship. Then I would start to think a little more carefully of... Well, since you can bring all the crap with you and you have it all in your, it's different than ships. Ships, you now have to get your stuff to where you're at. If you're talking about a gun that has a scope, a suppressor and, and, uh, uh, increased mag capacity, all three of those are in your locker on your ship. You have it with you everywhere you go. Yes, I do engineer my ships bespoke, but I would not do that for a gun for exactly the reason I just explained. Any comeback on that? No,
1: nope, I think that's a matter of personal preference. I don't disagree. that. I mean, a lot of people, new players in this game, think credits are the main commodity. I, I contend that engineering materials are the main commodity, but one of my best friends in this game, Juicy Jams, has a saying, and I think he's 100% correct, that time is the real commodity in Elite Dangerous, and it sounds like engineering these weapons and suits is going to take a lot more of our time.
2: Yep. Roy? I think uh, I I don't disagree with any of that. I think the modifier to all this is going to be what they've casually mentioned a few times, but it's going to depend on how much they lean into it, which is how far upgraded of a suit or weapon can you buy? They've they've hinted that there's going to be some at certain stations that have a higher level, you know, uh, uh, in an extreme that could turn into almost like buying an A-rated thing. We'll just have to see how they, how they just choose to balance that.
0: So basically what you're saying though, is we would be swapping the process of a rating your module where you go to Anara, you look up, okay, a rated modules are in, you know, there's going to be one within a jump from you. Now it's going to be a matter of hunting the galaxy to find. Cause they said also that those top ones, they're going to be super expensive. They're going to be hard to find and it's going to change. It's going to be super rare and it's going to change every week. So that's going to be a ball lake. That does not sound fun to me. All right. The next point is, this is the last ugly. And this is a lot of the things that we've talked about tonight and over the, the, the course of discussing uh, Odyssey, to me, I have a problem with them because they're stepping away from the strong scientific and lore consistent basis that made Elite a spectacular standout in a sea of bad retcon filled games out there. So let's let's look at some of the things in Odyssey Alpha that that we see that it's like, oh, come on. Number one, zero G outpost stations, art assets. Like, there's no gravity. They made a big point of it front uh in in the kickstarter david braben said hey we're not going to do that we're going to be we're going to be serious we're going to be thoughtful we're going to be a cut above and we're going to say that these stations have artificial gravities through the coriolis effect and these little stations they have no gravity uh, you use mag boots and there's reasons why you want no gravity maybe for some of the smaller more functional places because it's like hey because as a guy Uh, who if I'm dealing in zero G and I'm a dock loader or whatever, I can manually move a ton of stuff by, you know, just uh, while I I have grav boots on exerting some force. And if it has zero gravity, I can move that item, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and yes, you're still going to be using machinery, but it's way easier with a much smaller machine. You could do much more. Um, But when you go to a zero G outpost and you see, that everyone's sitting there with open drinks at the bar, not the little squeezy pouches that you see in NASA uh, uh, footage or on the expanse. When you see that, you know there's just stuff sitting down, laying every which way. That's that's just that's just lazy. Um, low G on foot movement. Now this one is hard because part of me says okay, for the, for just for the purpose of gameplay, let this one go. And I would respect Frontier if they came out and said, hey, we're going to do that. We're going to let this one go because it gets in the way of good gameplay. So we're going to just sort of say, hey, you've got a booster pack and it's kind of firing a little bit to kind of push you down. But if they don't address it in some way, here's what you basically got. You have people running around on a 0.01G planet, and it looks exactly the same as a 1G planet. Now, if you look at people on the moon, when you look back to those old, uh, you know, uh, Neil Armstrong and and Buzz Aldrin and whatever, they're kind of doing that hoppy back and forth. They look almost like a drunk toddler. They kind of like bounce back to the left and to the right. And their their jumps, their steps are all kind of little leaps and they're kind of skipping side to side. It's because even at 0.6 G, even at more than half of a G movement is entirely different. So when you say we're going to have all over the planets and all, whatever, we're just going to ignore that. And you don't put in any sort of in-game uh, lore explanation of We've got special, you know, little thrusters that are kind of firing down on your, on your suit or whatever to give you traction or I don't know, it's just something that one is like, oof, that's a slip, uh, the sloppy slip tra- ship transition. They didn't even bother to put in cutscene. They have that for the SRV and the SLF. Uh, we covered it. No sign of atmospheric entry and flight. Uh, there's no brief meteoric flame that would s- sort of surround your ship with extra turbulence there's no signs of sh- of of the ship handling any differently in atmosphere at all now this is alpha and they've said "Oh, we still got some stuff to put in so maybe that's one of the things that they're still working on behind the scenes and and isn't ready yet in which case okay i i 100 percent am willing to cut them slack on that one but if it If it drops at launch, and this is what it is, I mean, we've seen uh, we've seen real footage of you know NASA flights and reentry. We've seen in every movie you everybody knows you Buck Rogers in the 1980s. You you come down, you hit the atmosphere, everything there's like flames everywhere. It fires up all around you, and and you know you you come in and at your approach and you're shaking and you're rattling. We all know what it looks like. We we're spaceship flying. Gamer nerds, we we want that. I, I want that. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone, but I want that. Um. And then, and lastly, uh, control on. Go ahead and pull up the picture for this one. Last night when we were doing our scavenging mission, uh, and running around just just testing it out and stuff, I shot a guy at a scavenged wreck site, hundreds of miles away from any building or installation. So number one, he had no vehicle, like. Okay, how did he even get there? Okay, maybe he was dropped in and they were just like, yeah, we're going to drop you and then take off. Screw you. But number two, he had no helmet. He's wearing a Drew Wagar fedora. He looks like Drew Wagar in the picture there. He's not wearing a helmet. We're on a planet with no breathable air. We're told specifically that the mechanics are such that if my suit runs out of power, I've got a very limited amount of oxygen supply. And after that, I will die because you need air to breathe. And I shot a guy in a fedora on a fucking moon. I- I'm sorry, but like Frontier, fix your shit. That's embarrassing, man. That's embarrassing. That- that's that hurts my heart. That hurts my heart. Uh, Roy tweaked hop in on any of this that you want to comment on.
2: I think the, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've pointed out a range of things and I'm, I'm having a side chat here with the, with the group in chat about like, where do you, if I was to summarize, where do you draw the line on all the different things that they promised all the way back to Kickstarter compared to, um, what is their vision of what's on brand for this game or not? Cause like you've pointed out some of these things, are really immersion breaking some of them you could kind of put up with because it makes the game more fun in other ways but i think the maybe the first step is for them to acknowledge these and say what their position is on these um and and we might get that post alpha maybe not but um i don't know it's it's there's a whole range here and 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 instead of us having to guess whether they think it's on brand or not i think the first point would be for them to acknowledge them tweaked
1: you have anything you want to add to this yeah, you covered it all pretty well, and, and I've been on record of saying change the lore a little bit for some of it, but it, it's one or the other. You either, and, and this one with the Drew Wagar clone out here on the moon, there's no excuse for that. That's just lazy. Uh, don't get me wrong. I would love to see NPCs that I can shoot that have different looks like that, but it has to be in the right, right uh, atmosphere, the right scenario where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And as far as the the pizza boxes laying around the tin can stations and all that kind of stuff, it looks cool. But either fix the art to go with the lore or fix the lore to go with the art. You can't leave it as it is. And if it was only one of these things, you'd almost be able to excuse it. But when you see one after another, after another, after another, it starts to, to be a trend and it's a little concerning.
0: All right. So now let's move on from the ugly And now we're going to turn the page and we're going to move on to what do we want going forward? Here's my list. Ready? Let's go. Most of all, I want for Frontier to take a beat. To reevaluate their dedication to scientific accuracy and internally consistent universe building. To acknowledge some of the above points and to take steps to address them. Even if it must come in future DLC over the next year or so. I'm not saying... I'm stomping up and down, and if you don't fix it now, I'm gonna boycott. I want it, I want it now. No, we're, we're big boys here. Acknowledge now hey, there's some stuff we're gonna address it. You've listed these concerns, we feel that these are wrong or inaccurate or not important, and here's why. We feel that these are accurate and valid and important, and so we can't tell you today when it's going to be fixed but we can commit that we're going to address it that's all i'm asking for and i think that's reasonable the next point i would like them to greatly dial back the grindception mentioned above and allow for swapping engineer modules on gear just like we have now with the ship so i don't have to fully upgrade Uh, the same gun three times for stuff that I'm literally going to have it with me at all times everywhere I go. We've got some magical locker somehow that we can change our gear, change our stuff in the SRV, in the ship, in the station. Okay. So I have it all with me. It's not like ships where I have to, you know, have a ball like to go get the other one. I have, if I had all of my ships with me at all times and all of my Modules, I I would be more than happy to, you know, just go with that and not engineer each one bespoke. The next thing that I really, really want, cross-play. I feel like it's important that Frontier step up to the plate and acknowledge that it's a goal or that they're not wanting to do it. Next, continue the atmospheric landing spectrum. Um, I think that that is the most sort of, to me, the most important, you know, frontier, if you'll give the pun, of where we need to go next. Next up, fix stealth mechanics for combat play, and then let combat be. It's good enough. Do not get stuck in a quagmire of trying to chase FPS players for the next five years. Just fix the stealth mechanics, and then it's good enough. Focus, please. Expand greatly the non-combat loops of on-foot interaction. What do I mean by that? I mean, add ship interiors and meaningful gameplay in them. Add new SRVs and functionality for them. Add surface mining. Greatly expands the scavenging gameplay loop. Add more points of interest to interact with in non-combat ways, including caves to explore and mine or extract bio data, wrecks and facilities, ruins to interact with and study. In the Kickstarter, David Braben specifically said he had a dream, a vision for Elite where someday commanders would be engaging in archaeology on distant worlds. I would love for this to be a thing. Expand on the exobiology game loops with more flora and fauna, especially as we get more robust atmospheres. Perhaps mineralogy. Set piece locations on fleet carriers. Basically, everything that I just listed in the last whatever 2 minutes is lots of stuff you can do on foot to make the galaxy a real and vibrant place that don't involve pointing a shotgun at somebody's face and pulling the trigger like science and 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 interactions and exploration and just all of the things that a poor dumb marine in 2021 who can't get a ticket on a spacex flight would dream about doing i'm tired of shooting at people i want to go play star trek please let me go be in an away team and do cool sciencey pseudo shit but it's come on man it's it's what we want or I don't, again maybe i'm wrong but it's what i want in my heart um add some form of base building add some form of player manufacturing Make asteroid belts have some purpose. Add comets and and wandering planets and stars to 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 the game. Uh, take a hard look and another pass at power play and CQC and and give them some love and do something with them. Come up with some kind of a plan for Raxla and let's get this started. It doesn't have to be found and done. But for the love of God, let's start the story moving a little. These are the things that I want, and I hope that I'm not alone in wanting them. And I hope that Frontier hears me say this as, I am not Latvian. I am not screaming at you and making fun of you and and being shitty to you. I am saying this as a person who, with an open heart, admits freely i love elite dangerous like i can't even explain this game is important to me this game is a beautiful special thing that is not like the others and i don't want them to cheapen it i say that with love i don't say that with hatred i don't say that to belittle you i want you to take the steps to move this in the way that us space nerds want desperately and i think that david braben started delivering on and it's not too late i'm not saying this is all trash it's all ruined i'm saying they're starting to take steps that scare me and i hope to god that either a i'm just wrong i'm reading it wrong or b they can still change Change. This is the time to fight for Elite Dangerous if you love Elite Dangerous and to fight for it in a respectful and thoughtful way, but fight nonetheless. Don't let it slip into the absolute shit pile of mediocrity that is all of the other FPS clones out there. Roy.
2: I'd like to bring up a couple of uh, things the folks have been talking about in the chat here as you've been going through your list to add to it. Uh, DeFrost SC mentioned how about adding community skins? So I'm guessing this is like community developed skins i think that's a great i know other games have done that very successfully and it oh yes both expands the 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 fashion end game and also creates a lot of engagement um uh avari 97 says what about weapon or suit upgrades available through missions or mission chains once you're allied with a faction so it could be other um almost like the reputation chains with uh with not just the superpowers it could be with other factions as well love it um defrost sc also brought up player stations i think we've we've uh, talked about that before that's an eve and, player right there love you and, dude uh, um let's see oh one thing a couple i was going to add one um you know I, as an explorer i'm thrilled with what i think is coming with the new uh the new sort of botany biology mm. uh, chain i you know talking about raxla i don't just want raxla i want like 200 raxlas i want to know that that as I'm exploring out in the four hundred billion stars, that there's a, a, a number of chances to find things that haven't been found yet. Not just one. It's hidden out there somewhere. So I think they've got they're sort of they've got this massive crown jewel of Raxla out there somewhere. And now they're building up a bunch of stuff from the bottom with uh finding new plants to scan and stuff. But how about some medium stuff? You know, some some interesting things uh similar to what they've I mean, maybe more than what they've done in the past with like, you know, generation ships and stuff. Just knowing that there's stuff out there um, and that there's a chance, you know, you're telling me there's a chance. That's a huge, that's a huge incentive to go, go and explore along with all the, all the other reasons to go do that.
0: Uh, oh my God, a hundred percent, brother.
2: Much love. Uh, Lady Rain Cloud just also wanted to mention that she wanted you to know. She, uh, she sorry, I'm saying she. I don't know. It's Lady Rain Cloud, but wanted to know that uh, they were a corpsman in the Navy and that you're speaking their language, devil dog,
0: whatever that means. Hell yes. Hell yes. Corpsmen are the... Cormen Navy Corpsmen are Marines. That's just a thing, and you need to know that. All right. Yeah. Everything that you said, um, uh, yes, I'm loving all of it. And you know, everybody's heard me probably drone on and on and on about it, but I'm going to say it real quickly. Let's have some aliens out there that we don't shoot. Let's have some aliens out there that are refugees that we have to help. Or... That are Ferengi-like, and we have to barter with, and they're always trying to screw us. Or, like, let's have a spectrum of interactions that don't just involve we come in war and then bang, bang, bang. Like, let's let's have some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tweaked. Share some of this love. Hop in.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you named the two big ones for me. I mean, crossplay has to happen. All the other games are jumping on cross-play, and it would just open up this galaxy and allow all of us friends that we all have friends that are on other platforms that we'd finally be able to play together. And ship interiors. Yes, preferably with gameplay, but even if I can just walk around my cockpit or into one other room or something, good enough for me. Uh, and, and to battle, I, mean, I loved everything you said, Roy, and I would be so happy if that all showed up in Elite Dangerous. Uh, That being said, I'm not scared with what I'm seeing with Odyssey. I'm not. If they just tweak, no pun intended, a few things and get the, the, the lore lined up right, the FPS had to happen. It had to come now. And now that it's here future updates can bring all that other goodness into the game that will allow it to open up even more
0: 100 percent. okay right on so those are our thoughts those are our feelings uh we we hit a lot of things and and i hope that you guys resonate with some of them um let me ask you community question number one and please this one this one was special to me i i dug deep and i really really sort of expressed a lot of things and i hope that it, it resonates with you take a moment when the when the stream is done being live go into the comment section on the YouTube and tell us question number 1 what do you think we missed from the list whether it be good bad or ugly I, right off the top of bat i can tell you right off like i cannot believe i forgot to say they added folders for the for the bookmarks oh my god Mwah. they did yes and the system map looks awesome i think I'm a little curious about the galaxy map and that it seems to be there's some plotting issues, but like I, I assume that that's just alpha and that they'll get it fixed. But like, what did we miss from the good, the bad and the ugly? Um, what did we mention that really resonated with you? Uh, and 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 community question number two is, what are you looking forward to? Roy read out some awesome examples from people uh, that, that they said, but I, I wanna hear from all of you guys, we'll start some stuff. And if you say something that really, really resonates, whatever, maybe that'll go into a poll. Maybe that'll be a discussion topic next week. I want all of you commanders that are hearing this to have the chance to have your voice heard and to get in on this. And right now we're at a special moment. I think if anything, the today's hot patch that showed that they swapped the SRV handling back This shows we're at a moment where Frontier is actively, honestly, really saying, tell us what you want so that we can better serve you what you want. This is the time. Right now. Once things get locked and go forward, it's such a pain in the ass to change them. This is the time where your voice can make a change, where we can actually do something. And if you don't care about this game, if it's just one of a list for you, then maybe you're like, well, whatever, I'll take it for what it is, blah, blah, blah. If you love this game, if this is the game that you want to be your, like, forever game... I want this to be like EVE, where 20 years from launch, it's still going strong and, and it's been internally updated because the IP is so strong and the revenue is so strong that there's no reason to kill it. I want this to go. You right now can make that happen. Get your feelings heard, get your thoughts heard and let's let's make the things that we like better and the things that we're scared of or don't like or can't stand. Let's figure out a way to change them. All right. State of the game and state of the alpha. I want two separate scores. Grade the current game and the alpha separately roy go uh so for current game i'm gonna
2: grade uh graded uh i'm gonna give it a nine uh for a couple reasons i'm, I'm glad to see the adam master story has got more more life in it and two uh i'm back finally from distance cruise two uh thank you to chig for helping to refuel the carrier so we didn't have four more days of mining on the last jump back <laughs> um and I, I almost don't know what to do with myself now that i'm back in the bubble after three months um on the alpha, uh, I think last last week I gave it a B, which uh, B, or we could call it a seven and a half. I'm going to up that to like an eight, eight, eight or nine. Um, I had a lot of fun. And in, a in little bit I've played so far with phase two. Lots of fun. Uh, they still got time to fix stuff we're asking for. So that's where I am. And tweaked. Well,
1: for the... Base game, I'm going to
2: go ahead and give it an 8 right now. The the, the
1: Adam Master story is fascinating. I have a hunch it's going to lead to bigger things. And the CG last week was great. The, the, the rewards were awesome. They're giving us things to do. Uh, personally, in the base game, I've got a lot of BGS fires I'm working on to expand our faction. Working on a little project for Boss Lady, so I've been having a really good time with it again. Uh, the Alpha... Everything that I've seen, I'd give it a solid seven right now, very, very excited with the direction of everything that I'm seeing and again, if they just fix a few little things and then once they can put all of Odyssey together with the real game, it just feels like it's gonna be massive. It's gonna be more massive than anything I've ever seen before it's it's almost turning into the game I've always wanted and, and that's saying something. So I think we're on the right track for sure. I would say real quick, I wish the Xbox folk are getting restless and, and I know FDev and rightfully so are focused on the PC alpha right now, but I wish they would just throw a bone, just mention that the development for the consoles is ongoing and and going okay or, or not or tell us something, but it'd be nice to hear something that they're still working on it.
0: Right on. I'm going to give the current live game a nine it's strong it's going well i'm i'm loving the 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 galaxy is alive and that's a job well done the alpha development i'm gonna give it the six it's i i feel part of me feels strongly that it's a six and part of me feels strongly that it's an eight and it's it's so i guess whatever we'll split the difference and say a seven i have as stated so many things that i am concerned about but i also have so many things that give me hope and it's too early to really tell where we're at so we'll see control it on give us your ratings yeah uh
1: on the base game um i'm doing the grind i'm i'm doing kind of boring things so and that might be my own fault
3: so i'm uh, gonna give it a seven today Phase two. Hey, I am super excited
1: and it was so fun with you guys uh last night
3: when we yeah did our thing. So uh that's a eight eight
0: and a half, maybe. Right on. Thank you. Right on. Yeah. All right. Tweaked. Say goodnight to the beautiful people. Good night, everybody. I hope everybody
1: enjoyed the show and has a, a wonderful weekend and week ahead and just enjoy the game. It's going well. It plays great. There's a lot to do still. Roy? Uh,
2: walk casual, but stay dangerous.
0: <laughs> Control. So, i Vi got en you. That's right. Well said. And for me, I'm going to sign off by saying, everybody be excellent to each other. Everybody have your voice heard, whether it's in our comments section or on the forums or in the live streams, whatever, speak up, do it well, do it respectfully, but, but try to, to, to try to lobby for the changes that you want. And with regard to my feeling on this grindception, this extra, 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 extra grindy upgrade process for the suits and the guns in Odyssey, uh, I think. The closing song says it well. Control, play us out.